Hello and welcome to the Profitable Brands Podcast with me, Rebecca, owner of Sugar Branded Branding Agency. We help beauty businesses harness the power of branding so they can grow their client base and earn more money. So Chanel, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I've been so excited to have you on. And obviously I reached out to you because I feel like your journey in business and all the things that you've done recently would be really inspiring to a lot of people in my audience who are just starting out. So I'd love to know like a little bit more about your journey. How did you begin in lashing? Um, Tell us about yourself and kind of how you got to this point. Okay, so thank you for having me. First of all, my journey as a lash artist started in 2016, so... I actually started while I was in uni um so I studied in accounting and finance so something mm-hmm. completely different um and I just felt like I wanted something of my own like I wanted my own business I wanted yeah I wanted my own business essentially and so I firstly I thought that I wanted to sell strip lashes mm-hmm. so that's something that I looked into and then um a friend of mine she actually found the lash course to be honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. both supposed to do it but she was kind of like not really going for it so I just booked and I went and done the course and then yeah that's just where it started really and then I was um taking appointments where I was at uni and then I would also come back to London for like holidays and stuff and then I thought let me start building my clientele in London as well mm-hmm. just if I do when I do come back home I don't know if this yeah is- good future planning exactly so I was doing that and then yeah and then in 2020 I decided to I decided I was ready to teach um and I wanted to start teaching and then obviously went into lockdown mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that was interesting but yeah ever since then I've also been an accredited educator so yeah and then I was lucky enough to win an award in 2021 for the best classic mm-hmm. best so then I became an award-winning lash artist as well, which was just, yeah, it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. I had the opportunity to host a masterclass at LashCon in 2021, which... Mm-hmm. So you've had like a busy few years. Once you finished uni, did you actually ever do anything like with your accounting and finance degree or have you always just done like the lashing full time? So, enough. <clears throat> while I was in uni I was actually at uni um at one point I was working in an accountant's like over a summer and doing lashes mm-hmm. and at another point I was at uni I was working at a bank and doing lashes also mm-hmm. so you've was- always had it there like on the side building up exactly yeah and then finished that was like yeah let's just see how it goes and it will kind of like haven't looked back since then (laughs) you've been busy so just obviously like I know like your business and stuff relatively (laughs) well but people who are listening might not know it so you specialize in like the wispy look right in terms of like the (laughs) looks that you do so I do both looks Mm -hmm. but I do also specialize in wispy and it's something that I became quite popular for in like 2021 because especially with classic lashes back then I feel like the focus wasn't really on classics mm-hmm. I feel like I kind more of more rush would you say like more Russian volume like when it first started yeah at the at the time it's just like classics yeah like people were doing a lot of volume mm-hmm. and like maybe like even like strip lash looks and whiskey. yeah I remember 
but no one was really doing like adding that different like style to the more natural mm-hmm. looks um so that's kind of something that I did because I was specializing in classics I thought hmm, let me spice it up let me try something new mm-hmm. and yeah it just went off like people really liked it and that's what actually gave me the opportunity to then host the masterclass at LashCon so mm-hmm. and then you have Lash Expose as well which is your like training academy class education part of your business right yes so I am an accredited trainer so I teach beginner courses like under Lash by Chanel but then mm-hmm. I have lash styling expose which mm-hmm. um I collaborate with another lash artist called the lash line mm-hmm. and we host a masterclass that is literally purely focused on creating wispy looks mm-hmm. and do you feel like having that like niching down into that one type of lash look has helped kind of the business and the brand grow so I definitely feel like it has helped me grow a lot having a niche in, in terms of the wispy looks and in terms of just the types of looks mm-hmm. I can make, which is the more natural mm-hmm. like lash looks yeah because even like and your work's amazing by the way I've like been like stalking your Instagram feed and stuff and that's sort of what I'm kind of a bit biased because that's the sort of look that I go for so obviously I'm gonna like it but um I noticed as well like in your product like so you've got like a lash of classic lashes right um so I guess the fact that you've niched down into more natural type looks goes hand in hand with the type of product that you launched exactly so um I am planning to um launch a volume line as well but it's more so because I do create hybrid looks but I definitely think obviously classic is what I do mainly and also what I'm known for mainly so um it did go hand in hand and I thought it just makes more sense to start here because that's what people sort of know you for and they know that when they when they look at your work and they think about like the natural looks you're doing they know that you're an expert in that area so I guess if you did like with your product line they're going to be more trusting of like okay this is going to be a good product because this is kind of what she knows best when you obviously you've been doing Latin since 2016 now but when you actually made the jump into doing education trying to teach people um lashing like how did you feel about that and did you feel ready when you took the jump or was it a big like challenge for you or what what was your experience of doing that so I feel like when I decided to take that jump I did feel ready I felt like I had enough experience at that point obviously that's I was lashing for about four years yeah yeah maybe like three and a bit years at that point so I felt like I'm now in a position where I think I can give value to others Mm -hmm. Um, you said you felt like you had kind of like the experience behind you to make that an easy jump but what was it like were you nervous about changing the way that you work or to be honest do you know what I think I was quite nervous especially in the beginning Mm -hmm. um teaching other people I was always quite nervous Mm -hmm. and it was more like nervous in terms of I hope this person can walk away learning everything Mm -hmm. that they hoped or thought Mm -hmm. they were gonna learn um so that was more where the nerves came from to be honest but I think that speaks volumes about like that you actually care about your students and like the results they get because a lot of um I spoke about this in one of my other podcast episodes I feel like a lot of people are going into education now but it's just more for the money to make like quick cash which I think is a like it's worrying because obviously like beauty treatments when you go to get a beauty treatment you want it to be done to a certain standard like safely and like to a good quality 
And if people are just training people, but not really caring that they're actually like, you know, the results are good. That's like worrying, but also it's just like, it's nice to hear that you actually care about the success of your students. Yeah, it's definitely like the most important thing to me. And that is is, is literally exactly what you said is something that bugs me the most because I just feel like it also is a reason why people don't necessarily respect the industry Mm. (laughs) because like people do like really poor courses and enter and then obviously the quality of work is not always great Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And I feel like it does have an impact on everybody in the industry. And I do think it's something that should be regulated better to be honest with you so yeah that is definitely something that is very important for me it's for my students to walk away and I know they're going into the industry and they're going to be like I want them to be one of the best because we even spoke about partnering with like me helping students with branding didn't we because obviously that is also a big part of having I guess for you coming from like you were studying at uni in a sort of like business related degree like finance accounting you kind of have the knowledge like a basis of like the numbers and running a business and things like that but not everyone who does a lash course like understands how to grow a business or how to grow a brand so um and that's something we spoke about collaborating with on also as well as so um we have discussed collaborating with you on branding which I think is amazing and I've also discussed collaborating with um the beauty hunt UK Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things like about like beauticians and their finances so in terms of like how to do your bookkeeping um how to set your service prices because that's even another thing like a lot of lash artists we start and you're just looking at all your competitors prices and you're thinking oh like I'm like where do I yeah charging 35 some people Mm -hmm. are charging 100 like what do I charge and like Mm -hmm. what what is my profit how much am I making an hour so like for me, that's why both of you guys, I just thought it would be like an amazing addition to have mm-hmm. as a part of the course, just so they can get that knowledge. It's not just about doing lashes, like you are a business owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just touching on that a bit more, because obviously this podcast is called the Profitable Brands Podcast. Like it's about making profit from your brand. If there was like someone listening who's just starting out or interested in starting lashing, like what would your advice be on pricing? If you could just kind of summarize it, I'm sure there's so much that you could say. So my advice would definitely be to go and get the setting your service prices spreadsheet guide by the Beauty Hunt UK, simply because it just gives you such great guidance on, for instance, helps you to work out your costs. Because like, for instance, somebody that's working from home, you're not going to have the same cost as somebody that is working and renting a space or a room in a salon like things like that you need to take into consideration so um how much do you want to make per hour um so I would definitely say if you're starting out and you don't know um like how to price yourself don't guess <laughs> because you might then be making a loss like I would definitely say like try to work out how much it costs you per client like in terms of your products and all your overheads and everything else and how much you want to make per hour and price yourself what you're worth really Mm -hmm. yeah I think doing the math is like so important um and you're right just because you're doing lashes doesn't mean you have the same businesses business model as somebody else so say and also different business goals as well so like say 
you know that you just always want to work from home and that's kind of like you just want like fully booked at home and that's kind of like all you want for your business whereas other people they want to grow sort of like more of like an empire like and have products and have maybe their own like salon or clinic in the future and so that's that you also have to think about when you are like thinking about your prices I guess because you need to have a certain level of profit to reinvest if you want to do certain things um like think about your product line for example I guess it's like naturally moves us on to that so you've obviously launched your like last trays what was like your process behind that or you know what made you want to launch them like what's the experience been like um so I kind of wanted to I wanted to do e-commerce for a while but to be honest I didn't really know what to do the mm-hmm. it was kind of like um yeah I just in COVID was actually when I initially tried to launch mm-hmm. but that was not a great experience actually because um I actually I sampled products mm-hmm. And then when I decided to do my bulk order, mm-hmm. they were completely different to what I had actually. Did you source, did you try to do the sourcing like all yourself? Um, yeah, so I had sampled, I had been sampling for years, to be honest. Like, yeah. Opportunity. It's always a really long process, I think. It is quite long. Like finding that product that you're like, yeah, like I really love this one. Yeah. And I actually did find a product that I thought, okay, yeah, I love how these look. Yeah. These look like they're perfect. But yeah, when I came to doing that, big order they just weren't what I wanted so that was unfortunate oh. that kind of so just... literally after all that sampling and then like you put in the big bulk order and it came and it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted that's yeah. so horrible so that was quite discouraging and then I was lucky enough to come across then I obviously kept sampling but um and then I finally did come across a new supplier and just I don't know like I feel like it's very important to like build a good relationship with them obviously mm-hmm. the best but yeah I was lucky enough that they just really came through and they're also very supportive like even when I'm designing my packages and stuff mm-hmm. oh, perfect like everything mm-hmm. more um and same with the tweezers like I sampled those and I thought the quality was amazing mm-hmm. and they were perfect and I just decided yeah now's the time like I think that was this year so I've I've been in the industry for long enough like I know what good products are and I mm-hmm. feel like I would hope that people would trust what I'm putting out there I think that's the other thing because like obviously just like how you care about the results that your students get you also care about that your products again like are good quality so people aren't going to buy them and be disappointed by what you have to offer and at the end of the day like you're putting your name to it so you don't want someone to pay like for the product and then it gets to them and they're completely like disappointed with it because it's just going to reflect you might have got one sale like whoop de do but they're not going to come back and they're not going to be sharing it or telling people like about this amazing product they found so that is something I always say to my clients who are doing product especially when you're a small business that you can't afford to let any of that value from any sale like drop Whereas if you're like a larger company who's selling like high volumes, if one person doesn't buy from you again, it doesn't really matter. But if you're like just starting out, you need to get the momentum going. And like, that's so important. Why it's so important to have a great product and like a great brand and everything. And that is something that for me has been like one of the most fulfilling parts of like starting the online business is because Mm -hmm. seeing people order for like 
the third and fourth time I'm like wow mm-hmm. they really must love the product as, just as much as I do so yeah that's really a nice big feeling and I guess that's the other benefit of having product as well because eventually when it grows it becomes like a bit more passive where once you do have like a really loyal client base the same with lashing I guess but once people really like trust and rely on that product then you've got like that repeat business people keep buying again and again and once you've got the product like made and sourced and branded you don't really have to do like much other work to it yeah so it does especially in terms of like digital products mm-hmm. I found that's been like quite a good experience like having a digital product so I do hope to like well I will be creating more but I'm just a perfectionist <laughs> just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that has been great because it is passive income and it also has like given me and many people across the world like it gives you a global reach like there's mm-hmm. so message me from like different countries that might be in America they might be in like some part of Africa somewhere and they want to train but obviously I'm in the UK so Mm -hmm. being able to have that reach and know that you've created something that you love once and like people can just come and purchase it um yeah that's really good so I definitely say digital products is is a good option yeah because that's like I said in um I don't know if it was like last week's episode or the week the episode before when I was talking about like the benefits of launching a product as a business as a beauty business owner because obviously like you said the service that you offer is like location dependent really so how can you grow to a certain level if you can only work with people who are within a certain mile radius of where you're located but once you start launching products or digital products or like online things you can literally go global and there's like so many more opportunities for people to collaborate with you and work with you um so yeah I imagine like a lot of people who are just starting out hope they can build a business that's sort of similar to yours in the future um so I think a lot of like the things you said will be really really helpful and interesting for um people to hear if there is anyone listening that wants to like work with you or learn more about your business I'm gonna tag your Instagram and website in the show notes um obviously you do do online education and like we said you've got your product line and they can just shop all of that is it through like your link in bio on Instagram or so if you would like to shop the products or you would like to purchase the mini tutorial for the wispy classic look you can do that on lashedbychanel.com also we will be relaunching our restructured beginner courses soon so join the mailing list if that's something you're interested in um like we discussed so i've been to have rebecca collaborating as well as some other really helpful brands from the uk and also we have another lash styling expose masterclass which is coming up at the end of the year and myself and Aisha from The Lash Line, we will be going on tour to Europe. So if that's something... That's that... exciting. Yeah. Where are you going? So we are definitely going to Brussels. Mm-hmm. And then we are hoping to go to Amsterdam and Paris also. But we have found a venue now where we're going to be doing... We can accommodate a bigger class in Brussels. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we do secure that, then we may just do Brussels. So okay. we're still working on our venue. But if you're interested follow at lash styling expo on instagram um, and you can keep up to date with what we've got going on oh it's exciting going worldwide (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Thank you so much, Chanel. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope it was helpful. And I'll catch up with you next week.